Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. And, you know, we always have such fascinating guests. Uh, I love it when guests come back and, and pay us a repeat visit. And, of course, you can always go into the audio library at XCoachRadio.com and find past guests on a variety of topics. You can just put their last name right into the search engine and bring them up or or look for them by topic. Now, our next guest is Peter Mehit, and he's been with us before. He's with Custom Business Planning and Solutions, and we had a really great conversation last time. Uh, we're going to talk about um, killer business plan today, why you need it, and how to write it. So, Peter, welcome to the show. Welcome back, I should say, and thanks so much for joining us again. Bill, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really honored. I appreciate it. Well, it's always a pleasure. You know, you brought us some great information last time. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about custom business planning and solutions and your background, since we've covered that before. But just give us a flavor for, for what, what you do and, uh, and how you do it. Okay. Um, we started this business in 2004 when my wife got tired of me traveling on an airplane every week. And uh, we essentially started it not knowing what we were doing, but I had done proposals all around the world for large corporations and started a couple of internet companies. And so I said, you know, somebody asked me, can you do a business plan? I said, well, yeah, of course I can do a business plan. And that was 11 years later. And now we've written over 500 of them. They've been used to raise over $125 million. We've currently got three clients that are doing multiple above $20 million raises. But our number one place that we help people are people that are looking for SBA loans, either 504 loans to buy property or 7A for working capital. And those typical raises are anyway from anywhere from three hundred and fifty to $750,000. So you can see to get to $125 million, we had to write a lot of business plans. And we work mostly with people in lifestyle businesses. We work with people getting ready to do exits. And in that case, we can put together a confidential memorandum that they can use with their uh, business broker to sell their business, and we also help them get ready for an acquisition or a merger or a JV. So we're all around basically figuring out what you're going to do instead of running with scissors. That's kind of basically what we do. <laughs> I like you. Well, you put that. And, you know, we, I talk to a lot of people who say you can build your business beyond your wildest imagination, beyond your wildest dreams. There are people out there that will help you, that will fund you, that will bring you along, but you have to have a killer business plan. Yes. And what and what goes into that is is much more than well the the dry part of it. It's it's much more than that, isn't it? It's it's all about really being able to show the dream, the funding, the 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 big picture of things. How often do people come to you and say, "I'm just not good at this. I'm stuck." Uh, all of them. Because it's <laughs> really basically well. I mean, let's just we're just a couple of guys talking, right? Yep. What happens is people get on a business plan because it's a checklist item. A banker says they need it. Investor, my favorite one, especially in Orange County, give me your executive summary. So people call me up and say, hey, can you write me an executive summary? I go, 
I can't summarize something you don't have. You've got to write a business plan to do that. Now, I've moved away in my marketing from trying to sell business plans because everybody, the two words business plan, people just kind of seize up and go to sleep. Because what you said in your question about the dream and imagining and the visualization, that's the whole reason to do the business plan. So you can dress rehearse your success. Even if you have an existing business, the process of really working through and visualizing it, and we take all of our clients through this, we really work them. This is not a thing where you hand us a bunch of information, we go off into a closet and come back with a document. I don't care about giving you a business plan. I want you to be in business. I want you to be successful in your business. So for me to worry about standing on, on, on circumstance and pomp and say, okay, here's the three things you need to do in my nine-question questionnaire doesn't help you. I need to be standing with you, sitting with you at the table and saying, here are the potential risks. Have you thought about this? Here are the potential opportunities. Have you thought about that? And then work through your vision for those things and help you spend time understanding and visualizing those things so that when you're walking toward what you're trying to do, the business plan will write itself because you've thought about everything. And so we've really kind of revolutionized how we look at doing business plans. Killer Business Plan is our book. It's kind of Generation 2.0, we've kind of moved on to 3.0. The book is still good. If you're going to write a business plan, it's the best book out there. You can get it on Amazon. But I'm just telling you, your one thing that you said, the dream, the visual, everybody starts a business has a dream. They do it for a reason. And that all gets lost in the trammel and the pedestrian business license. Tell me about your customers. Tell me that. I'm saying you've got to get back to the dream and figuring it out and then come from that to create whatever plan you need. If it turns out to be a business plan, that's great, but you've got to have a plan or you're just not going to get there. Yeah, and some of the things that I hear from people as well is that, you know, as the owner, you think everybody's going to be ex excited about A, B, and C, but in fact, especially when you're writing a business plan to, for, for financing or for some kind of an investor, you might be missing it. They might be interested in D, E, and F, and you're not even addressing those issues or you're not addressing them properly. So there's a real art and skill that goes into it. How has your methodologies changed over the years as you've written hundreds and hundreds of business plans? I listen a lot more. It's not going to seem like it in this interview because I talk a lot, but when we're working with our clients, I ask a lot of questions and I listen and I challenge because what you just said about the investors and even underwriters at the bank is exactly the case. When people are doing a project, let's say it's a lifestyle business, let's say they got a restaurant, they're going to talk about, oh, the food's great, or I've got this great bar house decor, and the seats are going to be comfy, and I'm going to have a hookah at every table or whatever it is. And the banker's going to go, what's the one, three, five-mile demographics? How are you going to pull people in? What's your marketing going to look like? What's your plan B if, you're, if, you're, if your menu fails? And this is across the, the business is that owners typically, especially new owners, are so excited about getting into business. It's the way some people treat their wedding day. The wedding day is the beginning of the first day of forever. And opening the business is the beginning of the first day of forever. And if you haven't thought about what happens on the second day and the 2,000th day and the 20,000th day, then you could have a bad deal, just like some marriages have great, great weddings and they fail in a couple of years. So um, our methodology has really changed around getting people to take a longer view, including, including, and especially, how are you exiting? Because if you come to me and you say, I'm going to take on investors, and you say, I'm going to pay them bank interest 
or I will make a, a way to buy them out. There's not an investor in the world that's going to pick that deal up. They want to say, where's the liquidity event? Is it five years out? Can't be longer than that. And is it an acquisition? What are you going to do? And, and a lot of owners, especially people that are in existing businesses that are going, hey, you know what, I'm getting a little older now and I'm a little tired now. I, I want to get up out of this business. I need to find somebody to buy it or I need the JV so I could do a, a workout. They're not thinking about those next steps. And so we take a much longer view and we ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And that's so important uh, that you ask those questions in in a way that inspire people, because I can imagine, like you said early on, a lot of people think business plan or budget or any of those other B words, and they just go, "Oh man, I'm not yeah. good at this." I, you know, I just want to do. I don't want to. I don't want to have to yes. write it down. Right. That's right. right? That's right. So you've got to move it away from. It's not about the document. I don't care about the document. In fact, we actually have an online course where we it, where it's aimed at uh, people in corporate jobs that want to come out and start their own businesses. And the thing that we tell them is. We don't care if you end up with a piece of paper. I don't care if you put word one, but you have to work through this process of first visualizing it, then having those visualizations turned into thoughts, have those thoughts turned into actions and methods so that you've got procedures in your head before you even go out to start so that you know what you're going to do when you get out there. And what we've found is since we've turned that around, our clients have been so much more successful and so much more satisfied because they're not stressed out. Why is that? Because they're not making this stuff up as they go along. I mean, my favorite, one of my favorite movies is uh, uh, Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, when the very first thing when he's flying in the plane, it runs out of fuel. And he goes mm-hmm. up there and he says, he goes, oh, got to fly a plane. How hard can it be? And that's how most people start their businesses is how hard can it be? Well, mm-hmm. well, bankruptcy hard. Lose your house hard. That's how hard, hard it can be. Mm-hmm. Good point. Now, a lot of people, of course, are that we're talking to, Peter, are in the stage where they're saying, okay, I'm in the last 10 years. I'm in the last five years of mm-hmm. my business. Now, tell us, I mean, because I think a lot of people miss the point, and that is a business plan is not just for the beginning of your business. It needs to be looked at and refreshed and rewritten because you've learned a lot. Now you're mm-hmm. heading to a different, now you're heading towards something very different. Um, you're not going to be selling products to customers. You're going to be selling your business to an investor or a buyer uh, and you need to rewrite that that plan. Uh, yep. Can you address that? Yeah, absolutely, precisely. You you are moving to a different – clearly, if you're at the point where you can sell your business, you have a successful business, and you know what you're doing. So there's two things that have to happen, whether you're, 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 you're selling it uh, to an M&A firm or you're selling it through a business broker. You have to define what that business is in terms – that are favorable to you and that will interest the investor. And so that you have to go back and take a and, – and it's very, very basic, basic, basic things. Like in a family-owned business, closely held business, do you have processes and procedures for how everything gets done? Because when all the four or five family members that are in there all get out with this payday, what's the new owner left with? So you've got to sit down and before you even worry about refreshing your business plan, you've got to take a look at the state of that business, where it is from a workflow perspective. Can somebody, if you died tomorrow, the potato chip truck hits you tomorrow, can somebody step into that business and run it? Could they, could they sit down and do a war room and read your materials and figure out how to run it? If the answer is no, then you've got a whole thing to set yourself up so that you have all these materials together because all of this stuff is going to be found in due diligence. And it may not kill your deal but it will make your price go down. If you have 
established procedures, if you have established budgets, especially that benchmark against your performance, and if you have uh, a business plan that shows this is where this is going to go, here's our customers, we've identified them, here's how we're going to market to them. If you have these things, it can increase the value of your business by double or more just by having – just by having. it doesn't even matter in some cases how well the business runs as long as those documents are there so the, the people, when they come in to do the due diligence, they do due diligence on paper, right? Mm-hmm. They can only mm-hmm. sit in your spot for so long to actually watch how it's running. So if you can hand them three notebooks – full of stuff that this is how I run my business, this is how I've planned for the future, this is, they're going to say, okay, all right, and it eases the questions in due diligence. Now let's do the obverse. You don't have any of that. But, yeah, it's a great business. It's doing $10 million a year. All my customers are super happy. Okay, so, uh, well, so how do you handle your payables? We'll go ask Betty. Okay, well, how do you handle your returns? We'll go ask Jim. Or worse, it's Betty for is the answer for every question, right? It's one person really running yeah, the business. It's none of the right. principles. And I know you've seen it, right? And those businesses are always the ones, oh, I want to get $3 million, and they get an offer for 750 and they don't understand why. And so the, yeah. what I'm saying is that get with a planner, call us. We work with a lot of people that are, are looking to sell. We're working with a guy right now that's got a five-star restaurant looking to flip out of it. Call us before you start the process. Because if you get the wrong business broker, they're going to say, sure, fine, you know, I'll, I'll just list this thing and I'll go out and put it on biz buy sell or whatever it is that I'm doing. And mm-hmm. then when the due diligence time comes, then it's just a bunch of people wandering around the room going, what? And the price just keeps going down, down, down. Does that make now, sense? Here's, an, here's an idea for you, for you business owners out there that are thinking about turning it over to your key employee. And I know there's a lot of you out there because the, the, they're – there's too many businesses that are going to be for sale to outsiders. They won't all sell. You'll have to keep it inside yep. the family, yep. inside your, your key employee arrangement. Have your key employee meet with, with Peter to talk about their creating their business plan moving forward so they can feel comfortable, they can feel clear, and they can really get a, 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 a real good handle on how they're going to run the business. It's going to be different. They need to provide different input. So, you know, I, I see that you're going to get busier and busier as time goes by, Peter, but uh, there's there's so much um, importance on this initial plan and having someone that can pull the right questions out and, and document it. And, again, like you said, it might end up just being um, a, a collection of thoughts, but it's going to be an important document sometime to someone along the way in, in that um, in that arrangement. So a lot of people, of course, are are leaving companies or retiring, and they're saying, I want to start a business. Now, how important is it for someone who just wants, well, I just want to start a, a small type of a business? Uh, how important is it for them to have a business plan? I think it is extremely important, especially for people that are coming out of corporate environments, because they are used to having lots and lots of support. So because if you think about a corporate job, a corporate job is a business process that's been chopped up into a lot of little pieces, and you have one little piece, and then marketing's handled somewhere else, and delivery's handled somewhere else, and engineering's handled somewhere else, or whatever pieces you need are handled other places. As a business owner, you have all of that. You have the entire process from beginning to end and sometimes beyond if you're talking about returns. So you've got to think through all of that. And what where corporate people get really messed up going into their own jobs, especially if they buy franchises, is they have this assumption that the franchisor is going to hand them a business in a box, which technically a franchise should be. But we've worked with so many of them. There, some of them are pathetically lacking. So 
even if you're buying a franchise, you should do a business plan. At the bare minimum, I mean, we have a course that we take people through. Um, they should take that course, which is less expensive than having us do the business plan, but they need to, to get that together because the whole purpose of this is to find out what you don't know because it's what you don't know that's going to take you out. The stuff that you know, the curse of the familiar, and this is what corporate people have is the curse of the familiar, is they'll go, okay, well, what are the things I know you need to do? Well, I've got to have a business license. Well, I've got to have a location. Those are not the most important things. The single most important thing is who am I selling to, what am I selling them, and why would they buy it? That's, if you can't answer that question, then you can't start. That's where you've got to start. And most people get in business and they go, okay, well, I'm marketing to everybody. Now I've you know, got to figure it out. It's too late. You've got to figure that out before you even start. Who am I selling to? What am I selling? Why are they going to buy very, very, very important tips. Uh, if you're listening and you need to have a business plan put together, call Peter Mehit. Peter, how do they get in touch with you? Well, they can call me at 949-336-8284, and I will do a free 30-minute consult with anybody on any business subject. If I don't know the answer, I will refer you to somebody who will give you a consult. So that's 949-336-8284. Or go to our website at www.customcustombpsboypaulsam.com, custombps.com. And it's a refreshing. You can tell that uh, there, there's a lot of uh, emotion and excitement in Peter's voice. I mean, he really loves what he does, and you, you, I'm sure you, you're a tremendous help to uh, a huge number of business owners. Is there information just at, their, at your website that people can dig around on and learn from? Absolutely, and also if you look on the navigation, there is a blog. If you go to our blog, there's actually a section on our blog where I've written a whole bunch of articles about business. You can look at that. And like I said, I'm inviting anybody that's listening to your show to call me. I will pick up the phone and talk to you on any business subject. Very valuable offer. Really appreciate it. For, for you business owners out there, we've given you several ideas. Peter's given you numerous information about why it's important for you or someone who's going to even buy your business or for you to refresh and look at your business plan again. So please take advantage of his offer and give him a call. Peter, thanks so much again for joining us. Really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I look forward to the next time. I think we've we'll, we got a lot more to talk about. So join us again, will you? Bill, you rock. Thank you so much, and I'd be happy to come back. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. Please stay with us. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation... Call Bill Black, the exit coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. 
thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.